Welcome to the Encourager Podcast, helping women laugh in the face of their discouragement one episode at a time. I'm your host, Kaylin Pullen. This podcast has a hefty dose of humor, a sprinkle of sass, and a truckload of relatability. I'm your co-captain ready to sail alongside you through the turbulent waters of being a woman in today's world. Each week, I'm going to dive into topics like the joy and chaos of motherhood, the romantic roller coaster of marriage, the drama of friendships, the soap operas of family, and how to navigate every part of this dirt road, pothole-filled journey called life without losing our sanity or ourselves. If your life is a perpetually flawless Instagram feed, your children are mini Gandhis who never dare bicker, your marriage is a ceaseless honeymoon where disagreements dare not tread, and everything you lay your hands on turns to gold, I hate to break it to you, honey, but this podcast might not be your cup of tea. But for the rest of us mere mortals navigating the messiness of life with a prayer on our lips and concealer on our dark circles, this is a place where chaos is cherished. Mishaps are celebrated and struggles are toasted to. I'm here to acknowledge that perfection is as mythical as a unicorn doing the cha-cha. This is for us ladies that have beds left unmade, dishes piling up in the sink, text messages left on red, and children who've mastered the art of testing our patience. This is for the ladies who are trying our best, but we're falling short, trying to be kind, but still losing our temper, want to raise our kids right, but run out of patience to deal with them on most days. And we think loving ourselves is a great thought, but we find ourselves comparing everywhere we go. We want to have a rom-com style marriage, but the smallest things set us off like a bottle rocket. And we're dealing with all the other imperfections that don't meet the status quo of being the perfect wife, mom, or woman. If that's you, you're in the right place. I'm here to tell you, you can get up off the couch, turn that cloud above your head into sunshine, and learn to love yourself and your life again, no matter the season you're in. But don't worry, it's not all serious chats and sob stories. Expect plenty of laughter, unexpected life hacks, and ridiculously funny tales of womanhood mishaps that make you say, OMG, me too. So think of me as your favorite, slightly inappropriate, reality check girlfriend who happens to have a mic and a Bible in hand. If you need courage to conquer your biggest fears, comfort to soothe your darkest moments, and strength to push through your toughest days when life's throwing you why me curveballs, a sprinkle of hope, a flood of prayer, and the word is your wellspring turns them into hold my halo and watch this triumphs. The Encourager podcast is not just a show, it's a sisterhood. It's that riotous girls night in where the fun is endless, the laughter is infectious, and the support is rock solid. It's where superwomen come to refill their cups, straighten their crowns, and be reminded that you're stronger than you ever imagined. So grab your headphones, turn the volume louder than the kids' screams, and join me for a relatable session of empowerment, encouragement, and a whole lot of amen. Welcome to the Encourager Podcast. What's up, Encouragers? Welcome back to another heartfelt episode filled with lots of random things and ideas and thoughts that go through my head. <laughs> of the Encourager Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylin Pullen. In this episode, I'm going to talk about being unappreciated and the acknowledgement of our unseen efforts of us as moms, as wives, as friends, as sisters, as daughters, and what that looks like. Like, I'm literally going to bear it all. I'm going to pull back the curtain and the unsung aspect of being a woman, right? Like the invisible labor, the invisible love that we put into everything that we do. And so, for all of you moms that feel unseen, for all of you wives that feel underappreciated or overwhelmed, this episode is basically your love letter. And this is something I've struggled with a lot. I've always been a person that needed to feel appreciated for things. I've always been an achiever. I've always been an overachiever. And 
this is something that has hindered relationships that I've had. It's hindered me. It's hindered my joy. And so we're going to talk about feeling unappreciated today. It's easy as a, a mom. It's easy as a mom and a wife to get discouraged, right? We have so much to do. We have so much going on. I remember the other night we're laying in bed, maybe like Sunday night, and we're laying in bed and my husband's, what are you thinking about right now? What are you thinking about? And I'm like, I am making a grocery list in my head. I am making a packing list for the kids. Okay, I have to get their swimsuits. I have to make sure I don't forget their swimmies. I have to get all the sunscreen. For our trip this weekend, I'm like literally making lists in my head of everything I need to make sure that I do. I got to get their stuff washed. I got to get their little suitcases ready to go. I got to get snacks ordered for where we're going for the trip. I have to make sure that we have movies downloaded on their iPads. I'm creating this giant list in my head of everything that I need to do. And he's got six days away. And I'm like, yeah, this is, you asked me what I'm thinking about. This is what I'm thinking about. This is how my brain works. I'm constantly looking out for everyone and everything that's going on in this household, making sure that like I, I have a red carpet rolled out for them. And he's just like shocked, right? He's shocked. He cannot believe that my, that's what I was laying in bed at 930 at night thinking about. <laughs> he can't comprehend it. And so we get in this deep mode of all the tasks, all the lists, all the logistics that we almost go like full robot mode sometimes where we have so much to get done. We've got dishes to do. We got clothes to put away. We got groceries to get. And we literally go into robot mode of having to get all this stuff done that it, it robs us of being present with our kids and our husbands and our friends. Because to us, like, we have to get the dishes done. I have to get the laundry done. I have to get this stuff prepared. I have to get the groceries. And yes, we have to do all of those things. But at the same time, how do we become more present while we're doing those tasks? And how do we get out from the overwhelm of everything that we're trying to do and feel appreciated for the things that we do that go unseen? All this invisible labor that we do out of love. It's easy to become resentful and discouraged because we do so much. We are doing so much. And when we feel like we're not appreciated for it, it can be very discouraging living living in that season where you just feel like you're doing so much and nobody sees it and nobody cares and no one appreciates it and it's just expected. So I'd be totally lying if I said I don't feel invisible sometimes. I totally do. Like I am this ghost of a person that's just flying around, making sure everything is done ahead of everyone else so they can do the thing that they want to do. And I know that makes sense probably only to moms and wives and you ladies on here. That doesn't make sense to men when you say it. But if you think about we spend so much time going forth before our kids have a practice or before our husband goes on a trip or before our kids go do an activity or before we go on a family trip, right? There's so much that happens before we ever get to actually doing the thing, right? We're just talking about like soccer practice for your kid. I got to make sure I have their cleats. I got to make sure I have their uniform wash. I got to make sure that I have snacks for them for after school. I got to make sure I bring their water bottle. I got to make sure I bring or get food for dinner for them afterwards because we'll be coming home late. There's so much that happens in our head. It's not just soccer practice. Like it's not just a soccer game, right? Because I'm just going to soccer. It's all these things that happen before or after that our minds are constantly going through the process and all the lists and all the tasks and things that we need to get done. And no wonder we feel so freaking overwhelmed all the time. No wonder our brains are constantly moving. They're constantly figuring things out. They're constantly finding solutions. They're constantly doing tasks and checklists of what's everything that I have to make happen. And what's funny is they don't realize it's happening 
while you're doing it. They don't realize most of the time that we're doing all of this for them. Like it's just there. And it's not that they don't appreciate it so much, like really actually appreciate if you ask them like, yes, I appreciate that you do that for me. But it's more if you all of a sudden it went away and you stopped doing it, like they would be like, holy crap, where's this? And where's that? And what about this? And what about that? And where's my snacks? And where's my water bottle? And did you bring my cleats? And do you have my uniforms not washed? All of those things, they would be like, holy goodness, my mom does all of that for me or my wife does all of that for me. And I never even noticed really until now of how much went into that. So I'm just going to say that you should feel validated by me because I totally get it. I totally get it. And for me, a lot of times it's like our, they think their favorite foods just like magically appear out of nowhere into our house, right? Groceries just magically appear. There's just food in our house all the time and it's everyone's favorite stuff, right? And it's always stocked. We're not running out of anyone's favorite things any anytime soon. And that dinner is just bam, like a drone drops it off or something. I holler dinner's ready and they come in and they have this full meal of food. And it's, they have no idea that I just spent an hour cooking it or 45 minutes cooking it and everything that went into it, right? It's just, boom, it's on the dinner table. It's ready to go. Like for us, we go to the lake a lot. We love the lake. We have a surf boat. We go surfing. My four-year-old even has her own surf trainer and she's out there behind the boat. She's been out there behind the boat by herself, standing up on it since she was three and we love the lake. And so it's even on lake days on Saturdays when we're going to go and we're walking out the door and everyone has their suits. I have all the towels. I have all the snacks for the day. I have all the drinks in the cooler ice down. I have all the sunscreen. I have the tablets in case like one of them is hot and just wants to sit in the shade and watch a show. Like I have it all. Like I have it all. And that it just appears out of nowhere. It just appears for them. But if it wasn't there, they would notice. <laughs> they would notice big time. Then I would be the one dealing with it, right? I'd be the one dealing with it. If my kids didn't have sunscreen, I'd be dealing with that sunburn. I can't even say I wouldn't do it because if I don't do it, then the repercussions become much more difficult than actually doing it the first time, right? Like if my kids don't have their swimmies and we go to the lake, that's just stress and worry and anxiety on me, right? Or me having to come back home and get it, right? Or if they, I don't have sunscreen for them to put on and they get sunburned, then that's me dealing with sunburn for the next week. We do all these things because it it hedges us in the future most of the time. It hedges for us and what we're trying to get done. Because, hey, if I don't do this now, if I don't have these things and then my kids are hungry, then they're going to be cranky. And if I have to deal with cranky kids out in the sun on the boat, I'm not going to have a good time. So I have to make sure all these things are in place. It's like we're going before ourselves to make sure we have all these things in place so that we can have a good time. Everyone else has what they need so that we can finally have a relaxing moment. And there's a lot that goes into that for us. And I've struggled with this appreciation thing so hard in my life when I was single and growing up, when I was married and a wife. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. And then now being a mom and a wife, Oh, it's, oh God, I need it from somewhere. And I've always been such an achiever. I always needed validation of thank you for this or this was so awesome. Or I'm very words of affirmation driven. When I'm doing something for someone, I'm going out of my way. I love having those words of affirmation back. And so when I didn't feel appreciated, I would go like full toxic mode. I would go full toxic mode. I would go quiet and my husband would be like, what's wrong? And I'd be like, nothing. I'm fine. And then just silence the rest of the night. I'd be distant. I'd be like one word answers to everything in conversation with him. And what I realized at some point is, oh my gosh, Caleb, you are only harming yourself. You are harming yourself and you're 
hindering your own joy and your happiness because at this time where your kids and your husband are playing in the backyard together, you're sitting here and pouting because someone didn't thank you for dinner. When I say it out loud, it sounds so stupid. It sounds so silly. Over what? A thank you, right? Ah, I had such a need for appreciation that at one point I couldn't even hear it anymore. My husband, I would, I cook dinner like every night and I do a lot of meals, a lot of really good meals. Cooking is what I'm, I wouldn't say it's like my favorite thing, but I'm really good at it because I just had to like learn to cook for myself over the years from a young age. And it's been validated by other people that I'm a great cook and I love my Traeger. I freaking grill on my Traeger like every night. I love cooking because I feel like (laughs) it's a little bit of me time, a little bit of me time where I can just focus on cooking dinner, not really think about anything else, have something to do, getting something done, but it gives me a task to do. And it's also like I have me time for an hour to cook dinner. It's amazing. My husband would be like, oh my gosh, babe, dinner is amazing. But I didn't hear that. I couldn't hear that. He would tell me that and I'd be like, that's not good enough. In my head, I'd be like, he needs to go on for 10 minutes about how amazing my meal is and how great of a cook I am like every night or it's it's not the standard of what I want from him. And man, I just at some point it was causing a lot of strife in our marriage for me. And when you feel underappreciated, when you don't feel appreciated in your marriage or in, in your parenting, in your home with your children or even in your friends group or in your family with your parents or your siblings and the things that you do, it can break those relationships. It can cause so much strife because you have this bitterness pent up in there, this resentment pit up in there of I do everything for everyone and they don't appreciate me. They don't thank me for anything. And it's, and I realized one day when I was having that thought, like what a selfish thought to have. What a selfish thought of me to be like, people owe me something for me serving them. Aren't I called to serve my husband and my children and out of joy? How selfish of me to think that I deserve something in return for taking care of the people that I love. And that was hard for me, you guys. I'm a very, pride has always been a problem for me. Not in the sense of I'm so awesome, but just in the sense of validation from other people, admitting when I'm wrong and admitting my faults. I'll admit it to myself, but I'm not telling you. (laughs) I'm not telling you that I have this fault. And so feeling, feeling invisible, feeling, you know, not appreciated can be super lonely and discouraging. And there's days that, when the list of chores is bottomless, right? And we feel like <laughs> it feels like none of it is seen or appreciated. There's days where I'm so overwhelmed and I don't know how I'm going to get it all done. I'm like stressed to the max. I got work stuff over here and life stuff over here and kids stuff over here and home stuff over here. It literally feels like I do not know how I'm going to get all of this done. And there's times where, you know, the best thing to do is just to sit down and freaking cry it out. And I'm not a crier. I'm not a crier, but I get to points, you guys, where it gets bottled up so much inside of there and I'm so overwhelmed by my list of everything I need to get done that I just have to sit down and cry it out. Let the tears flow. But then, you know, what's funny about us is we'll sit down and we'll cry and we'll be like, oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to get past it. And then at some point we're like, all right, now I got to get the stuff done. And we're just like, wipe the tears and we get up and we're like, all right, back to it, back to it. We got to finish conquering the day and we just go get it done because we have to do it, right? We have to, or we crying more later when our kids are sunburned and without swimmies on their boat, right? On the boat. And this is something that I've been dealing with. And so I read in the story of Hannah in 1 Samuel and it says, Hannah, who was barren for many years, poured out her soul before the Lord in the temple. Her prayers were so intense that Eli the priest 
thought she was drunk. Could you imagine your prayers being so intense that a priest thought you were drunk because you were just going at it so hard? That's how I want to pray. And the catch here is that she wasn't just praying. Like she was putting out her raw, unfiltered emotions before God and God heard her, right? And so I just want to encourage you ladies with this today that when you're struggling, it's okay to admit it to God. Tell God that's the person that you should be telling. Most of the times we want to tell our husband, we want to tell our kids, we want to tell our friends about our husband, we want to tell our friends about our kids and how no one appreciates me. We want to go tell the world and everyone else, but the only person that can actually change that in us and that need for that is God, right? And who can give you the strength to get through it is God. It's not your friend. It's not your spouse. It's not your kids. It's not them. And it's not their fault either. And it's not their job either. And so when I'm feeling overwhelmed and stuff, it's like I go admit those things to God. I go tell him he cares for us, right? He gives us strength. He hears us. He listens to us. And I want to serve my family. I want to serve my kids and my husband. I want to be that person. It doesn't come naturally to me like it does. Some of you might be listening to this and you're like, I love doing this. My favorite thing. I love just serving people. I love doing all the things. That's like my favorite thing to do. That does not occur to me naturally. And there might be some areas where you struggle with more in serving than you do in others. When it comes to like food, you might be like, I'm on that. But when it comes to laundry and dishes, you're like, yeah, I ain't on that. I ain't on that. But I want to serve my kids and my husband. And I'm also lying if I said a little ounce of appreciation wouldn't feel nice. Just a little bit. Just give me a little bit. Can you just give me a little bit of appreciation? Can you just pump me up a little bit of how awesome I'm doing? And and so I, I, after reading and just learning and growing through these phases myself and marriage and parenting and as a human, even with my friends, right? My friends come over, my friends come over and we have a big cookout and stuff and we all eat, I'll cook all the food. We got 20 rounds of dishes out. We got all the glasses. We got stuff everywhere. And a lot of the times... I have one friend who really helps clean up. She's my cleaner friend. She helps me in that way a lot. But a lot of the times all of our friends will leave and we've had this whole cookout that I've provided and cooked and done and everything for. And I just look around at the end of the night and everyone's plates are everywhere and everyone's forks are everywhere and everyone's napkins are everywhere. And there's half full glasses everywhere. And I'm just like, now I have to pick up all this stuff because none of these adults can pick up after themselves. And that's where my mind naturally goes. And so I've really had to work hard at not letting these things get to me, not letting it hinder friendships that I have because someone left a plate behind. How silly would that be? And some of you out there right now is you're not friends with someone anymore or you don't talk to that friend or you don't like having a sibling over or a parent or an in-law over because they leave a glass out, right? That's not the heart of serving people. And serving is serving out of joy and love with no expectation of reward or return. And so that's what I prayed for. I was just like, God, help me serve the people that I love. Help me serve my friends, my family, my husband, my children out of joy and love with no expectation of appreciation or reward from it. And I just literally started praying that over myself. And and so now it's funny. After I started praying that and I really feel like I was getting my feet under me and I've been working on this for a while, but now when I feel like I'm on the edge and I'm feeling unappreciated, I literally just stop and talk to God about it. Like, that's what I do. Because on those days of invisibility, I try to think of Galatians 6, 9, which says, let us not grow weary of doing good. 
for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Have you become weary in the well-doing of serving your family, right? Where you've been serving them for so long and you might feel invisible or unappreciated that you've grown weary in it and you don't like doing it anymore. You do it resentfully or you do it out of bitterness or you do it out of anger or you're like me and you go silent afterwards because you're doing it all and you're holding this grudge against your family because of what you're doing in comparison of what they're doing for you. And this was this had been harbored in my heart for years, for the first several years of our marriage. And then when you have kids, it just amplifies everything, right? Because now you're picking up after everyone. And and so I just have conversations with God. I just go to God with it. And I just tell him, God, my family might not see me, but you see me. You see me. Help me serve out of love and kindness and not appreciation. Help me serve out of love and kindness and not appreciation. Help me give myself freely without expectation of reward or return. Man, how powerful is that? If we get ourselves there, how powerful is that? I'm just serving, no matter what that looks like and who for, that I'm just serving out of love and kindness and not out of the need of appreciation. Are you doing things right now because you want to feel appreciated for them? Is that how you're operating in life? Are you doing things for friends or gifting people or doing special things out of the need of appreciation. And then people never measure up to that standard because you hold a different standard for yourself of how you serve out of how you serve them and how they serve you. And so they'll never measure up. And so it'll always feel like you are carrying all the weight in the relationship, in your marriage, with your kids, with your friends, with your family. It'll always feel like I do all the work. I do all the heavy lifting. I do all the stuff and no one else ever does for me. And that's one of the most toxic places that you can live in because you can't see people. You can't love on people from that place. You can't love your children or your spouse from the place of I do everything around here. I carry all the weight in this relationship or your friends, right? Those relationships that'll eventually be cut off. They'll be cut off because people will be like, I can't just be myself with her. I have to do. There's this list of criteria of things that I need to do. And I can't just be myself. And so if you're that friend, that's the overgiver. If you're that friend, that's the overserver. That's what you bring to the friendship. And let that be a blessing to your friend. But everyone's not you. And you can't expect them to be. I have another friend that every time she comes over, it's like a freaking massacre of my house. And at one point in our relationship, I was like, hey, I'm really, our kids play together. We do all this stuff. And I'm like, hey, and I just had a conversation. I just said, hey, I just really need your help. Will you help me clean up the kitchen before you go? And she's like, yeah, sure. But a lot of the times we won't have the conversation. We won't have that hard conversation. And I just want to say, don't ruin relationships over your need for something. The way you serve people when I show up to my other friends' houses and I clean up before we go and I put everything my kids got out back where it goes and I help clean out the dishes, put them on the dishwasher. I can't expect that of everyone else. And so if you need to communicate something to a friend because you've been harboring this, you need to communicate that and communicate it fast. This is not something to lose friendships and relationships over. It's every when you come over, you leave a mess. That's they're not a real friend if you can't have that conversation. Everyone be like, okay. And don't be like every time. Just be like, listen, I'm really gonna need your help with this. So I don't have to do it all myself afterwards. I'm doing a lot. So can we just bust this out in five minutes and you and I just get it all cleaned up? And it's, yeah, absolutely, every time. And then they feel like, okay, they finally communicated from me what they needed. Kaylin finally communicated to me what she needed. And they're happy to help and they're happy to do it. So just an approach there. But ever since I started doing this and going to God with it and telling him, I know they don't see me, but you see me. And 
help me serve out of love and kindness and not appreciation. Ever since I started doing this, there's been a lot less strife in our marriage, if I'm honest, a lot less strife in our marriage. I don't thank him every time he pays the bill. Like every time he pays a bill, I don't say thank you. Every time the lawn guys show up to cut the grass, I don't thank him for getting that scheduled. Every time the pool guy shows up to to check on our pool and do this stuff, or when we have a big storm and our pool drains all the water out, I don't thank him for getting the company to come out here and fix it. I don't thank him for every small thing that he does for me and our family. We have different roles. And so why do I expect that from him? Why do I expect him to to need to validate me and tell me thank you for every little small thing that I do when I don't sit here over his shoulder and do it for the millions of things he does for our family. Thank you for paying our bills. Thank you for moving this money. Thank you for filling up the car with gas. Thank you for just every little XYZ thing. Why do I expect that of him if I don't do that to him for him at all? And are you doing that with your friends? Are you doing that with your children? Are you doing that with your spouse? Flip the table on its head and say, how could I make my friends feel more appreciated for what they bring to this friendship? And maybe it's not, it doesn't look the same as you, but how do you, how do I make them feel appreciated? And maybe if you start doing that, it would be reciprocated, but you don't need it. You don't need it. Me and my husband, we have different roles in our house, right? And I'll get into marriage in a different episode, but Going through this and praying this over myself and having this type of mindset about it has almost totally eradicated the strife in our marriage. We went from fighting, not not fighting, I would just say me being in silent, toxic mode on a daily basis to I can't even tell you the last time that's happened because I don't seek it from anymore. I don't seek appreciation for my kids or my husband anymore. Do I love it when it happens and they thank me and make a big deal out of it of what I did and tell me that I'm awesome and that it was super helpful. Do I love that? Yes, absolutely. But it's a cherry on top. I'm not doing it from the place where I need to have that in order for me to continue to do it or for me to not feel resentful. So when they do, it's just a cherry on top. When I'm doing a task, right? When I'm doing a task and I'm cooking dinner or doing the dishes or cleaning up after everyone, after I cooked the whole dinner, put it on the plates for them, put it on the table, got all their silverware, made sure everybody had their drinks for dinner and then everyone eats and they start playing and I'm picking up the whole dinner that I just cooked and cleaning all the pots and pans and scraping all the plates and all those things. When I'm doing that, those type of tasks, I literally just smile at God like it's our little secret. I just like smile at him and I'm just like, I know you see me. I know you see me. You see what I'm doing. You see what I'm doing that I'm just serving out of love and kindness. You see me you appreciate this. This is good work for you. This is me serving my family. And it's our little secret. And I just imagine him smiling back at me. And it's this funny little imaginary thing that I have going on in my head because I'm like, it just makes me feel better. If you feel like you need someone to see you doing the things that you do for you to feel appreciated, or you need that appreciation, that's the only person that you should worry about. God's the only one that you should be looking at to validate you and appreciate you in that way. And so do the same thing. The next time you're doing the chore that you hate doing, that you don't feel appreciated for, just imagine that it's your, yours and God's little inside joke that I know you see me doing this for my family. They don't, they might not see it, but you see it. And so I would just say, put that into practice in your own life and start appreciating yourself. Start appreciating yourself for what you do for your family. And you won't need their appreciation. Most of the time, we don't appreciate our, ourselves in that way. We need appreciation from others to make us feel validated that what we're doing is important. That what we're doing is important. That these little things, folding up socks, like we need appreciation so we can feel like this is important to them. What I'm doing in this role is important. I'm not invisible. I'm not small. 
I'm not doing mundane things that are dumb and unimportant. That's what makes us makes us have that's what makes us have a need for that appreciation is so we can feel validated in the task and the role that we have in our house. So once you start appreciating yourself for what you do for your family, you won't need anyone else's validation. You'll have God's and you'll have yours. And that's all you need. That's all you need. Because God doesn't expect us to do this mom thing on our own. He wants to walk with us in it. He wants to strengthen us through it. And in our moments of discouragement, we just have to look to him and be like, ah, I know you see me. I know you see what I'm doing. I know you appreciate I know you appreciate this. I know this is good work. I know this is serving my family. And this is an A plus in your eyes. And that's all that should matter. We serve our families with every dish we wash, every bag we pack, every meal we plan. While like a lot of the times a little appreciation would be nice, you don't need it. It's our. It's important to keep our eyes on the bigger picture. We're nurturing our family. We are loving on them. We are crafting memories with them. We're laying a foundation for our children, right? We are doing important things in our home to make the experience of our home and our home life incredible for everyone. And so these tasks that we're doing, these lists of things that happen in our mind on a constant basis, they aren't unimportant, right? They aren't unimportant. It is so important because your family is going to look back and be like, wow, my mom did so much for me. Even if those words never come out of their mouths, that you did everything that you could to make that environment possible for them. So whether you're the Hannah who's dealing with the deep longing and struggle or in struggle of just everyday life of God, hear me and be here with me and go with me through this. Or you're the Martha who's feeling overwhelmed by the busyness of life and how much we have to do. You have to remember that God's in it with you in every moment, holding your hand, walking you through it, encouraging you. And the joy of the Lord is it is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. That's And just like the Bible says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So moms, wives, ladies, you are doing an incredible job. Yes, it is hard. And yes, it's okay to feel discouraged sometimes. We all do. But you have to remember, God appreciates you. He sees you. And don't get weary in the well-doing. So I'm going to pray over you before we go. But before I do, let me let me give a little plug here. Please subscribe. I'm a mom. <laughs> I'm a, cra- a crazy busy mom, a crazy busy wife, crazy busy businesswoman. And so I can't promise that like episode drops are probably going to be absolutely sporadic. I already know it. Absolutely sporadic on this podcast. So subscribe so you get notified when new episodes drop. OK, because they could be at 6 a.m. in the morning before my kids wake up or they could be at nine o'clock at night on different on a different, a totally different day. After my kids go to bed, I have no idea I'm doing all this all myself. So make sure to subscribe so you get notified when new episodes drop and make sure leave a five star review. Tell me what how you felt encouragement today from this podcast. Where did you what did I say? What happened? What thought was it? What tip was it that helped you feel encouraged today? And leave a comment with that five star review. I'm going to read them all. Can't wait to read them. And then whatever you're feeling discouragement around, make sure you can leave that five-star review, leave the, your discouragement in the review as, as well. So I can cover that as a topic next time. So I'm going to I'm gonna pray over appreciation for you ladies. And then I will see you on the next episode. So thank you, Jesus, so much for all these beautiful women. Thank you for these beautiful souls. Thank you for you seeing us in the mundane work, in the invisible work, in the invisible labor that we do for everyone else. God, you created us to serve. It is something that you've sown into us. And we just thank you for that gift that you've given to us to roll up the carpet before everyone, 
before their trips, before their practices, before their school days, before their activities. Thank you for giving us the ability to see needs and be able to fulfill needs for the people in our life to help them have better experience, to have better environments, to achieve more, to do more. And we thank you for that gift that you've given to us. And we thank you that we won't see our tasks and our lists as mundane anymore, that it is all important, that's all orchestrated for the service of others. And we just thank you that we can serve out of love and kindness and not appreciation, and that we can serve out of love and kindness without the expectation of reward from anyone else and or return from anyone else as well. And we thank you for that. And Lord, we just, as women, God, sometimes we get overwhelmed and we get stuck and we just want to sit and cry in the overwhelm. We just thank you for giving us the tenacity. We thank you for giving us the reserve tank of energy that we can get through these hard days. We thank you that you're with us, walking with us in every moment, everything. We thank you for coming alongside of us so we're not alone in it. We thank you that you see us, that you appreciate us, and you appreciate the work that we're doing. And we thank you for that. And we praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. So I will see you ladies on the next episode. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. This is like one of my favorite things that I'm doing. Totally unprecedented. I'm just having so much fun. And I hope that you ladies are too. Make sure to leave that review, subscribe to the channel, and I will see you next time. Bye.